What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? This is, might be the most difficult cold open question of the week question ever. So steal yourself. Oh, God. I'm scared. <laughs> if you had $6.5 billion that you had mm-hmm. to spend, <laughs> would you rather buy the WWE or the New York Knicks? Yo, yo, that's so funny you said that. Okay, so <laughs> I did a NGL yesterday, right? And NGL is when, like, I guess, like, people who follow you ask you random questions anonymously. And mm-hmm. somebody asked me that. And then was like, yo, well, if you had a couple billion, spare billion dollars, would you rather buy the Knicks? Ben Cruz just did the research. A 6.5 is what the total value of WWE stock is right now. Uh, and both the Knicks and the Lakers are sitting around 6.5 for potential sale. Gosh. I don't know, man. I feel like, all right. So here's the thing, right? If you have, if you own an NBA team, you join like this elite club of yes. people, right? Yes, you do. But if you own the WWE, you'd only be the second owner ever or a third owner ever. That's not a McMahon. Mm-hmm. I would love to turn the WWE into a black owned business. I had, I can't, lie. <laughs> I, would, I would love to do that. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing as crazy as Knicks fans are, they don't hold a candle to wrestling fans. And I like that kind of crazy. So I think I would buy the WWE <laughs> or buy think? the Knicks. Cause the Knicks can you- still break my heart. You know what I mean? Like they still have, eventually have to win eventually. And then, you know, if they don't win in 10 or 15 years, they're trying to get me to sell the team. But yeah, you know, true. I, I think I go with WWE. I could at least manufacture some happiness if I buy the WWE. <laughs> and that's, and that's what we do on this show every week. Twice a week. We manufacture happiness for everyone listening. Or I have a lot to say on the subject, but let's start the show. <laughs> let's go. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to you are listening to the You are listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 The
Mass Man Show. The Mass Man Show. Welcome to the Mass Man Show, Mask Mondays with Kaz. How you doing, bud? Doing good, brother. How about yourself, man? Good, man. Producer Brian's here. Super producer yep. Ben Cruz is hanging out, is lurking in the background. I'm going to drag Cruise. both of them onto mic, whether or not they know it. Um, <laughs> of course, the big news this week is that Vince McMahon is back. Rosenberg and I did a little podcast on Friday where we talked about it at some length. Um, it's a wild story. Wild. That's a weird, that's a, the question I asked you up top is you rather own the Knicks or WWE? I mean, I'm not a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's funny because my first instinct was, as I get older, it seems like owning a basketball team is the move, right? Because I think that you know you can all you have to do is hire somebody to do the hire some good people to do the job, you know, be, to be the GM, to be the president, obviously be you hire coaches and play, right? I mean, and your job is is oversight, and you know, but you don't have to travel unless you want to. You got a front row seat wherever you go. It's kind of expected you can sit there, you know, and not like <laughs> be lurking in the back. Vince is WWE. Whoever's running that show, that show seems to be. You know, it's a, it's a real full-time job forever, and you're constantly on the road. So I think my increased laziness as I get older would lead me to the basketball, the basketball route, except that, as I'm saying all that stuff, I'm just like, I'm thinking, you, can, you should be able to own WWE and have the life of, a, have the life of an NBA owner. That's my thing, right? Like the, you, hire, only, you can still hire good people. You can still have people around you. We've only known the WWE to be owned by one like workaholic maniac, right? Like that needs to touch every single part of it. Like if I were in the WWE, I'd run to like Mark Cuban, bro. Like I'd be like all of the new, all of the new age NBA owners are so much more happier, right? Like look at Steve Ballmer. Like Steve Ballmer looks like he's going to orgasm every, after every like Paul George basket, right? Like he's just the happiest guy I've ever seen. I'm like, sure. God, that looks fun. And it's like, damn, that's what it should be, right? Like I feel like whoever would buy the WWE, like unless it's like a, just a company that just wants the media rights well. and wants nothing to do with it or something <laughs> like that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> why, <laughs> why wouldn't you, why would you not? want to treat the uh, the WWE like you own the Knicks. Like I would still be front like I would be front row. Like yeah. I would be like front like I would treat it like, you know, like I didn't know what was happening on the show. Like I would be a big fan. I would be I would I would, you know, have my own sort of like I guess like where the, where the where those Muppets used to stand and like laugh at everybody and like those old guys, you know, up the in the guys. balcony? Yeah, up in the balcony. Are you talking about like, Statler and Waldorf here? Yes. Because, yes, <laughs> because yes. they do know their names. I would um, be those guys. No, like, I mean, you know, you, listen, one of the one of the best ways to make make fans happy is to be amongst the fans. You don't even have to do what they say. Just make it sound like you're listening to them, you mm -hmm. know, and do listen to them. Like to be present is a big deal. Can, um, you, can you imagine, can you imagine the new owner being in Mobile, Alabama and just like waving to the crowd like, and the owner is here. There goes Kazim Famuide, owner yeah. of the Knicks, just taking in a, a Tony Nice versus a... <laughs> yeah. It's right. No, you got, you can hand out little trinkets, little like quarters or silver dollars to the kids in the fan. Well, I guess you could give him wrestling swag too. But yeah, I'd be the um, most fun owner in in the history of of wrestling owners. I would I would change the game completely. Who was like, the most fun owner in wrestling like in the territory days? Who was the most fun? 
Gosh, I don't know. I mean, is 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 Jado Jido from New Japan? Like, oh yeah, like he might be up there. Uh, I guess I don't know. No, no. I don't know There's- if Tony Khan's my type of fun. I don't know if he's my type of fun. I think he might have to win by default. But he, I don't know. Like he's definitely the type of person that like I'd have to Irish exit his party after a while. Speaking of Mr. Khan, I, uh, the runner-up to the cold open question of the week. Let me just get this out before before I do it. it was, this is courtesy of um, Andy Nibbity on Twitter. I saw him tweet this earlier, and he, he didn't tweet it at me. He just tweeted it. Uh, a lot of people saw it. Um, if the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl, <laughs> does WWE have to send them a championship belt? <laughs> Does he have to send Tony Khan a championship belt? Yo, I never thought of that. Are you going to make me root for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I was the Super Bowl? The same thing. Are you going to make me root for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because now I want to see it. Now I want to see it. Like, that would be hilarious. Like, watching Trevor. And, I don't know. I think Tony Khan would have to step in and get, like, get a... Get Trevor Lawrence like a, a customized TNT Jacksonville Tony color Con- belt yeah. or something like that. That's you know true. what I mean? It's got to they got to step in eventually. But I, if I was Tony Khan and, and I was you know living in Pettyville, I would one thousand percent accept that WWE belt. I'm like, well, yeah, throw, throw it in the trash can on national television <laughs> and bring out the AEW belt. That's it. I um, do it. So yeah, so so Vince McMahon, um, for all of you who've been living under a rock, just waiting for Mask Monday to catch up on wrestling for the past week, um, which they're all doing, by the way. No, yeah, Vince. So Vince McMahon basically forced his way back into WWE. Um, it turns out that Wall Street Journal tease in December was a well placed uh, uh, spot you on know, harbinger to what was about to happen. Um, he is uh, put himself back on the board, or so, I mean, the the the, the, the details you know, of this are still, and by details, I mean my personal comprehension of the behind the scenes business workings of this still are still waiting to be uh, fully filled in. But Vince McMahon, you know, is the majority shareholder of the company. And, um, you know, he, as someone who's not on the board and who is not, does not have a, a, a role, uh, you know, such as chairman or CEO of WWE, there were limits to what he could do, but he could but he, with his, as a majority shareholder, he could put himself back on the board. And yeah. he he eliminated he two of three people from the board, put himself back on as as well as uh, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios, who we had previously fired and replaced with Nick Khan. This is maybe the most Vince ever part of this whole thing <laughs> to just fire people and then bring them back for you know when you need when you need somebody again. And then uh, two other members of the board voluntarily resigned along the path. One of them was the guy who was in charge of the Vince McMahon investigation internally. Uh, oh wow! So th- that was a sort of I don't know if that was a resignations in protest or what, but. Um, anyway, Vince is back, uh, and to some extent, and he, and, and according to Vince, according to his own press releases and everything else, he is back to facilitate a sale of the company in advance of, of, uh, future rights deals. There are some people that don't believe that at all. I think it's a big, it's just a, a, uh, you know, a cover for just returning to the company. Um, there are some people that are taking it exactly at face value that he just wants to be in charge of the sale and then peace out. Um, then there's a big space in the middle, which is something to the effect of he's going to, he's going to direct the company, the company to be, within. well, yeah, he's going to, he's going to basically, he can't really force, I don't know to what degree he can force a sale. I guess he can force a sale, force a sale to a company that will put him back in charge, you know? Um, 
uh, I don't, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Since the last time we talked about it, there's not been a lot of news and there's not been, and I don't think a lot of it's going to be in the forefront, you know, unless there's continual Wall Street Journal leaks. Um, at this point, um, well, I don't really know what else is what's left to be done. I think, again, it's the, our level of comprehension. It was it was conveyed to me that um, that let me make sure I get the wording right. Majority mm-hmm. shareholder is not a term of art, right? It is a literal thing. So okay. if the majority shareholder wants to sell, sell the company, he can do that. You know, Got he can it. sell his stock. So, Got it. um. I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I fall on 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 what this really means, man. Um you By know, way, if, before, I'm sorry I'm sorry to cut you off because I didn't ahead, say this ahead. I think clear I didn't say this clearly enough on Friday. Vince McMahon was ousted from the company for at a minimum having numerous affairs in which he paid off the women for, with millions of dollars of his own money but of money that should have been disclosed to the to it should have been disclosed to the SEC because of its material benefit to the company but that's sort of secondary it, it's this is a very odd situation because it's like if somebody if somebody commits a murder and you can't get him on the murder charge but you can give put him away for life in prison for the firearm they were definitely carrying or whatever there's a we have a tendency to be like okay well at least they got what was coming to them mm-hmm. but then if you get paroled after six months because of the firearm thing then you know whatever because it's then then you're just like what the fuck was the point of that whole thing this feels like a situation like that where yeah. we we did sort of like let the potentially really really problematic um uh sexual misconduct allegations go by the wayside because Vince was shown the door or showed himself the door so quickly. And um, this is not just a situation where he decided to take a vacation or he decided to retire and then decided to come back. And now everybody's like, damn, I wish he would have stayed at home. There's a, it's incredibly problematic that a man with his history potentially, I mean, would be forcing his way back in the company at all. So anyway, go back to what you were saying. Yeah, it's it's uh, because of that exact statement. It's really hard to really uh, understand what this really all means. You know, I guess um, in a regular world, or I guess in the regular business, we we can take it at face value. But you know, Vince McMahon and his relationship with WWE. I mean, he's grown it to what it is, and you know, it was the main creative force behind some of its biggest success um it's not necessarily the same as like somebody who helped run a company or necessarily helped own a company for a number of years deciding to come back and just literally oversee a cell you know um i think when it comes to the wwe and when it comes to vince I mean, we can absolutely take it at face value or we absolutely can't take it at face value because for everything you said, he's a majority mm-hmm. shareholder, right? Like if he feels like changing his mind, which he's just shown that he can do, he'll probably do it. You know what I mean? And it, it, there's not really much to really stop him if he felt like doing things like taking over control of creative or just end up not selling the company or just staying long longer than he felt like, uh, you know, if he felt like the, the, the self-imposed exile, uh, was just a, a product of bad advice that he said he got according to the, the wall street journal report. Um, 
I, I really don't know, man. And to be honest, bro, like it it's weird, man. Like it's 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 because of the sexual misconduct allegations, it's gonna be very difficult for a good portion of fan base to just be like, oh, well, like Vince is back, you know what I mean? And just kind of going with open arms. I think, you know, when he was, you know, I guess uh, uh, taken away from the company or, uh, you know, told him, you know, said he was going to retire or whatever, I do believe that there is a big, uh, a, a good section of that audience, of the WWE audience that, you know, wanted that for a long time, you know? And I think a good section of the audience kind of came back to WWE just for the sake of curiosity, just to be like, Oh, well, how's this going to be different? Like what's going to change? You know what I mean? And, um, I think now I'm, I'm more confused than ever. I think unless I think there's maybe two things to really keep in mind when it comes to this, if the sale happens relatively quick, let's say it happens in the next four months, six months, then I guess we could be like, all right, I guess like Vince was kind of like telling the truth and kind of like a man of his word. He just wants to kind of come in and 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 not sell the company. But if it goes right, if on you, to if, like, if you want to go, I mean, keep going. I'll let you keep going. But if you want to read into this, and I think I said this on Friday, even, you know, give, if it does happen, there's certainly a version of events where this is Vince trying to kind of write his exit, right? He didn't get, he didn't have control over the last one. Now he's writing the ending yeah. of the story. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, like, because... The thing is, the the things you mentioned, the allegations you mentioned, like they aren't going away. You know what I mean? Like allegedly, there's more where all this came from. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like it's going away. So I could hear you on on him just trying to like, you know, rewrite his legacy and just kind of like go out on his own terms. But we're a forgetful country. Like <laughs> our our attention spans aren't long enough. Like I could also see a a, a timeline of events where this time next year it's still not sold and people have forgotten and people have moved on or it's just not a big a deal for people anymore. And mm-hmm. Vince is just like, well, might as well just do what well, I there's a big on difference between just... owning the WWE and owning the New York Knicks is that um, yeah. you, know, you would have been drummed out of the league if you'd been an, an NBA owner. And, oh, 1,000%. And, and people certainly wouldn't forget it even if you were able to stick around. That would be the story. It would be a, a recurring story every time mm-hmm. you know you had a nationally televised game or whatever for your team. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. you're right. People will forget about WWE. I mean, I, listen, to take this totally in a, in a, in a morality-free vacuum, I do wonder if, if, you know, if the goal were to just sort of write his own happy ending, I wonder if, if that would be, do a better job of rehabbing his image than... Stay, then staying with the company and doing and and being a more hands-off boss like letting it run the way it is now i mean it, it, if he came back and he said i realize if he's if he's honest about the fact that he thinks the executive team is doing a great job and he was like yeah i just want to you know review backstage packages before they go on the air and i <laughs> and, and and work on rights deals then mm-hmm. you know uh, i think I mean, I, I think the, the the difficulty with Vince is that it's these two things, right? And I, and again, this is I'm trying to I'm, I'm deliberately working in a sort of morality vacuum here. But like, I think it, the hardest thing about it going away is that there, if he's if he's if he sticks around, there's going to be so much fan dissatisfaction that's pointed towards him. Yep. And yep. so this stuff will never go away because it's a much more, it, theoretically, a much more cut and dried argument against him than I don't like the wrestlers you're pushing. Right, I just find it hard, and I and and I think more than anything else, 
um, well, I'm sitting here in Charlotte, North Carolina, or up up the road from Charlotte right now, and and George Shin used to own the Hornets. I think he George Shin was the owner when they moved to New Orleans and eventually had to sell the team. He had a bunch of uh, sexual indiscretion issues that he was under fire for for a long time, got sued mm-hmm. for all this kind of stuff, and eventually he just weighed on. I mean, a lot of people around Charlotte will tell you that the that 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 turned fans off enough that it made sustaining the Hornets here impossible and might've still done damage. It's being felt to this day, but yeah. you know, they were the hottest thing in the world and people just sort of get worn down by having that tied to their fandom. And, and it, it can really just destroy a whole product. That would, I think be the biggest fear for WWE. Yeah. And I almost, and, and honestly, that's kind of why I thought that was that he wasn't going to come back. I think I thought that was the biggest thing was just, the way that it looks, you know, like it's just, especially now, man, like I, I, granted, I think this, this happened like several years, well, several decades ago at this point, but you're right, man. Like that thing, that being tied to your legacy can like slowly, like eat away at you. I mean, like uh, comp- sort of different, but sort of the same. Like I think of like Joe Paterno, and like how uh, in, in a legendary figure he was at Penn State and, you know, definitely two different situations. But like as that thing drug on and drug on and drug on, you could kind of see it kind of take a toll on him and physically until he 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 wasn't here anymore. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I don't I'm not I obviously wouldn't wish that on anybody, but these are just. These are just things that I've just I've seen in the past and how it can relate to what could happen in the future. You know, um, public figures, especially when you're not just the the financial head of a company, but you're the figurative head of the company as well. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on somebody, man. So I, I really have no idea what this is going to mean for the future. And I think it's just going to take. I guess a few weeks or months for us to really notice if there's any difference or if there's more yeah. Wall Street sort well, of reporting or anything like this to come along because you know it's going to happen, but we'll see how that goes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is all we're going to be talking about. Well, we're going to try to talk about some other stuff today. But um, Brian, Ben, you guys said you wanted to say some stuff in in defense of Vince McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry, nobody's trying to come on. No, 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 Uh, you're good. That's not that's not what you're doing. uh, Brian, if you Brian, if you had to guess right now, uh, mm-hmm. one year from today, is mm-hmm. is it is is Vince still the owner? Is it okay? It's either a status quo. Vince's owner, Nick Khan, Stephanie, and Triple H are in charge. B. Vince's owner, and Vince is back in charge of every aspect of it. C. 
new owner, but Vince is in charge. Or D, new owner, all bets are off. Those are your four choices. I'm going to go with the option that I would really want, which is A, out of all of them. Like, if Vince Mm -hmm. is going to be in charge, you know, fine, just leave. Well, Vince still the owner, but leave Steph and Nick Khan in charge. I think that's going to happen. I think the sales talk, it's cool for now, but I think there'll be some sort of heart-to-heart conversation let's not sell this right now conversation. And maybe it's just me being super optimistic. You think between but, Stephanie and Vince, is there this conversation going to gonna happen? I think so. I think, yeah. I think no. between Stephanie and Vince. I think Stephanie and Vince have been talking. I don't think there's a lot of conversation. I was about to say, had. like, yeah, I think it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you watched uh, Succession for a while. I think I'm, they've talked. I just but started. I mean, like, I <laughs> first, <laughs> first season, episode eight. Well, you'll learn. You'll learn soon enough that, you know, family dinners are probably a little different at the McMahon uh, household, uh, probably. Who knows? Um, If I were to pick, man, like the best, I could kind of see it going the way of the UFC where, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, And Endeavor has been mentioned as a potential buyer. Endeavor is a potential buyer as well, where Dana White is still sort of like the president, I think, or mm-hmm. so sort of like running, running the, the company. Show, yeah. But, you know, it, it sold to uh, Endeavor. And I think something like that could happen. I've heard I've heard uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I've heard Comcast, which holds NBC, which owns Peacock. I've heard many different potential buyers and buyers that might be Fox, Disney, Warner Brothers Discovery, Netflix, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liberty Media. They're um, gonna have no shortage of suitors because they have pro- shown to be pandemic proof. And they've to, shown to be recession proof. You know, and to take the, and to take everything at sort of face value, there is a motive a motivator to being sold, which is that basically they have to start renegotiating rights deals uh, in about a year. And so, and 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 if and and part of Vince's claim in his in his letters is that it's an uncertain future for rights deals. They might not mean as much. They might not be as high as, you know, next time as they were this time, they might be higher, you know, who knows? But basically it's like, now's the time to sell before if our rights deal number doesn't keep going up, then the company value starts, you know, goes, goes, is, is perceived to be down. Right. So there's a lot of potential. I mean, I guess there is another path there, which I didn't, you know, offer, which is the company gets sold and the people by the company are like, no, we want, the current executive team in place, you know, cause clearly they're doing a very good job. Um, uh, it, it's, there's it, anything could happen. I mean, I do think that if you look at all these media companies, if you look at, if you, if you look at the potential of them buying it, it seems very likely that they would buy it and want to keep the people in charge in charge. Now, if they're, it seems to me that if they're paying attention, they would want to keep, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H in charge. Right. Uh, but I, but there is a world in which they, you know, someone agrees kind of behind the scenes with Vince to like put him back in charge. Uh, I just don't see a company of the, uh, the, 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 the scope of these companies at this point is so vast that there's nobody, you know, nobody who's actually signing the check at any of those companies is going to be like, and, all, and I'm going to be spending 15 hours a week managing <laughs> WWE. Right. I mean, it's they, you have to find someone to do it. And if you're going to buy it because of its value, presumably it's the, the people doing it are probably some of the best people to do it. Right. So, yeah. That's and how I you- mean, gosh, they all have the internet. 
<laughs> like, I think I think anybody who buys the company uh, would probably do it with the caveat that like Vince probably isn't in charge or probably I think it's he's not, you know, with all these stories out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure. You know, well, I, you know, I, there, there's going to be, there's obviously going to be exceptions to that. There's going to be I mean, some who knows exceptions. what, who knows the meetings Vince has had over the past two months, and who, I mean, I mean, listen, it's not, it's not. I don't know. I honestly don't know how this stuff is set up. This I know is pure conjecture, but knew, like, no clue. Like what? I mean, he might have if he has a good relationship with whatever crown prince of Saudi Arabia it is that he that they work with down there. I mean, why? Like, why? Like, that's you could definitely see a situation where they were like, yes, you're in charge now. You know. Give me Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage again or something. You know, it's like, it's, um, so, you know, I mean, th- those, that sort of thing could happen. I do think that there's, you know, this is all conjecture, but it does seem like there's a big motivator that's just Vince wants credit for everything. It doesn't, or doesn't like to see other people getting credit when, you know, it doesn't like other, it doesn't like to hear that these people are doing a better job than you. And it's I've, crazy. I've got to imagine that was a motivator in this. Now, who knows? Who knows? Spite, um, is but, the, spite is a hell of a motivator, but it burns you out quickly. It's well, a fact. Fact of life. He's kept Vince going for 70 something. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that slow burning sort of spite that <laughs> makes you live for like 90 years or whatever. <laughs> because you got to look, I said this to, I was saying this to somebody the other day, but it's like, you know, we got the biggest WrestleMania coming, the biggest WrestleMania in WrestleMania history. And by the way, it was announced today. Yes. WrestleMania uh, 39, WrestleMania Goes Hollywood has already broken the all-time gate record. Despite it being months away. Insane. Whether Insane. or not The Rock comes back, they broke the gate record, you know? And if The Rock comes back, you got John Cena in there, you got all these people... I mean, you're going to have the biggest WrestleMania ever. You don't think Vince wants to be a part of that? Of course. You think of he course. you don't you think he could sit by and just be like, "Wow, I left for <laughs> 9 months and they figured out how to put on the best WrestleMania ever in my absence." You know? Uh anyway. So con- it's It sucks that road- we this is going to be the most insane road to WrestleMania <laughs> probably in history. Is The Rock coming back? Is Cody coming back? What's going on with the the tribal chief? Will this the company the, be sold? Will Vince make an appearance? Who's going in the Hall of Fame? Do you think they just put Vince in the Hall of Fame this year and just send him on his merry way? Who no, nobody knows. It's going to be an insane four months of wrestling coming up. What if it was a condition that. of the deal that whoever bought the company, the top person in whatever company buys WWE has to be an on-screen character for like <laughs> four months after this. <laughs> has to walk out at WrestleMania with just a wad of cash and just like cuss at all the fans. That would be awesome. That um, would be hilarious. I mean, <laughs> you kind of feel like the person who buys that would at least want a little bit of a little bit of, you know, frontal recognition, at least just no. a, hey, wave, you know, no. not a full character. No, you don't want it. No, you're absolutely. Not, well, it depends on who into, buys it, but at the level that we're talking about. You wouldn't be the, hyped the, if Ari Manuel comes out <laughs> no, in full is Ari a, Gold character. We can joke about what team you'd rather own or what you'd rather own and what being <laughs> owner would be like. There is nothing, the level of the level of money, the level of entrenched wealth that we're talking about here is a level of celebrity too that no, that will, no one listening to the show will ever understand never if you're ari emmanuel is the most public facing person of all the people who are going to be writing checks potentially writing checks to wwe 
they get to be so famous that everywhere they go, everybody drops what they're doing and waits on you hand and foot and knows your name and everything. And, and scrubs like us don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh, you can, a different you life. can go to the, you can go wherever you want and you don't have to get, you don't get mobbed, but you get mobbed by the people that are trying to do something for you. Anybody that you need to help you will knows who you are. Anyway. Even as we speak, you say Ari Manuel, and I still have Jeremy Piven's face in my head. Like, I still only have a vague idea of how Ari Manuel looks like, but I know Ari Gold, and I know how that guy acts like. So it's, 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 it's a, a disgusting level of wealth that these people have. The crazy thing, and I mean, one of the crazy aspects of this is it all feels like a pro wrestling storyline. Uh, it's we've not. Seen the Everything's company wrestling, man. so many times. Everything's um, wrestling. Do we know from Trump's tax returns whether or not he could buy WWE? He can't, right? <laughs> I think he's got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Super producer Ben a... Cruz, can you do the research on that? Could, could well, Trump... just, just shoot him a text, Ben. I mean, just shoot him a text, Brian. You know, I know um, that's your boy. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> he said he's he, on he, it. <laughs> all right. Um, no, but it, it does feel good. There's been a lot of, by the way, I use the phrase reality era back in the day to way too much, but uh, the degree to which so much of the, so many of the storylines that you just ran down for WrestleMania are reality based, or at least like art imitating life based. There's a lot yeah. of art imitating life to this whole Vince situation. But it's funny. I don't think we talked about it last week. Oh no, we took the week off last week. But when when Charlotte, our new SmackDown Women's Champion, won the title from Ronda Rousey in her shocking appearance. Um, oh no, we did talk about that on the thirtieth. Uh, there is a bit very big uh, art imitates life aspect of that that we didn't even talk about, which is basically just there were a lot of people saying, "Oh, Charlotte's here again," but Charlotte was basically running the angle that people. She was basically playing Ronda Rousey in Ronda Rousey's real return when Ronda mm. came out of nowhere and snatched the title and was just and everybody was like, "Oh no, not again!" Now, now Charlotte is like doing that as her gimmick. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is just and also don't we didn't we we also should should give a shout out to um, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss who did a move for move. Did you guys see this? Did a yes. move for move Panama a scary like, movie? Re, yeah, from <laughs> from the zombie fight and scary movie, which is just. I started watching it and I was like, oh, this is going to be a funny you, a reference that somebody on Twitter is making. It's like, no, they really did watch a fight scene and scary movie and just do it on TV. And it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that and there's and, and The Rock coming back is a very art imitates life thing, too. Um, if he, if indeed he does. I mean, the whole everything John Cena does at this point is that. I mean, John Cena's John Cena's John Cena. He is just. Hell, even, even Batista was backstage at SmackDown. Didn't didn't appear. Just came to come kick it with his best friend Titus. You know what I mean? Like, and just like a so true wild. artist and actor that he is. Mm -hmm. I love. Do you think, I love living. Do you think in the, Batista in the, has to let anybody know that he's coming? Like, is Batista famous enough that he can just roll in not. the back driveway of whatever? Where were they? Were they in LA? I think they were in Tampa. They were oh, in, in Tampa. Tampa. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, where, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, his yeah. office. His office. Google, if you Google. Um, Dave Batista office. I think you will see some amazing, uh, like like lion paintings on a wall. Wow. All every party in wrestling just has an incredible design sense. But um, <laughs> but yes, I mean, do you think that he can just roll up to the Tampa? What is it? The Tampa Forum in his SUV and like the, roll down the window and just be like, "Hey, I'm supposed, you know, I'm Batista," and they and whoever <laughs> it is just lets him in. 
No, knowing how the backstage works, like yeah, like Keith Keith from security is definitely letting uh, Dave write it. <laughs> Big Dave, I've only done it, that you know one I mean? time. I've I only I only went in the back way one time with someone much more important than I. But even I at the time was just like, this is a security problem. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. I could have been you could have been anybody. I could have really been anybody. Come on, I could have um, been a disgruntled employee and just walked in. And, oh hey guys, just come right in. But also, you, you run know, the you risk know what of Batista's motives are when he goes back to, I mean, have you never watched wrestling? Batista but you, could be showing up with a bag full of kendo sticks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, you also run the risk of pissing off an entire room of muscle bound, like super athletes that are more than capable of beating your ass if they need to, to, yeah. <laughs> to keep themselves safe and out of harm's way. So, I mean, Hey, uh, I think Batista's. I think Batista's good. I think he just kind of shows his face and he's straight. By the way, that's I, I why who, whoever buys WWE has to keep either Triple H or Vince in charge because no no corporate suit wants to deal with a locker room full of people getting pissed off at him. A, a no. locker room full of muscle bound, <laughs> like superstar egotists getting that mad. So anyway. Um, we, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's happened outside of WWE this week. We're gonna we'll, we'll loop back around to WWE because we got to keep okay. coming there. But just as we speak, there's big breaking news, which is uh, over the weekend at Battle of Los Angeles, um, PWG Ebola. There was a uh, special appearance by Chris Jericho and the entire Jericho Appreciation Society, which is just wild. I mean, Bola at this point is so special. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where like there's no there's nothing outside of WWE or AEW that is as big as Bola now. I guess the qualification there is that it's not aired live anywhere and no one's going to see it on DVD or video for, you know, a year and a half. So it, yeah. so it just, it kind of exists only in the imagination. Um, but, I is mean, this listen. this Chris Jericho's first indie? Someone said it was his first indie. So he appeared at an indie show and brawled with Omega during the, okay. during the very early days of AEW. Okay. Or the, maybe before AEW officially launched. But it's his first match on, an, on a card that is indisputably an indie card since 96, somebody said. That's crazy. I mean, that can be wrong. That is um, crazy. But that's so freaking cool, though. Like, I love, I love seeing shit like that. And I love yeah. that there's still some sort of, you know... Especially in America, they still that uh, that independent spirit of of, of PWG, and well, I'm just listen. If I if I if I had a, if I didn't have six point five billion dollars, but I had like <laughs> two and a half or three, and really wanted to get in the wrestling business and could do whatever I wanted, I mean, I think that the the straightest way. I mean, I I, I would definitely look into can I buy PWG and how can <laughs> I and how can I and how can I how can I kind of level that up? But that's not a unique idea. And the answer would be no, because, <laughs> and that's the reason why it's so good, right? The reason why PWG is as is as amazing a promotion and a platform as it is, is because Super Dragon and Excalibur and, you know, are, are, are incredibly precious about it. And they don't, they're not trying to even make a few bucks off of streaming rights for Bola or whatever. They're not, they, they are very, they do it a very deliberate way. I mean, they were heartbroken to have to leave the 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 bingo hall in Reseda uh sorry the veterans hall in Reseda and and now they're in the you know a much cooler you know much more central much more accessible location but they do it the way they do it they do it the way they've always done it you know and it's it's um it's it's really and that's part of what makes it magical 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I would spend my billions on it, even if they said yes, I'm sure I would ruin it. But that's where, but but <laughs> it's, that's what makes it so good is that it's it's just it's it's so inaccessible. I mean, that's not what makes it good, but that's part of what makes it good is what makes it inaccessible. I guess I should say. But anyway, Jericho was there. Um, uh, who else? Daniel Garcia uh, kicked the a fan in the face that was the same fan that that uh, Jacob Fatu. Uh, short arm clotheslined or, or speared i don't even remember exactly no, exactly so it's there apparently it's one divisive fan um what else happened is what else happened at, at bola that we need to talk about there was something else oh man no? uh I, I don't know off the top of my head oh, oh, oh well oh, speedball mike bailey is the winner of the battle of los angeles yeah, That's it. there are a lot of big names in there including well we, we named some of them but um uh, Bandito, I think, got stomped in the head, and, but I think he's okay. Uh, but Speedball Mike Bailey has gotten a lot of praise from Phil Schneider on the ringer.com. Um, a lot of people follow him around, but uh, you know, follow him online and, and have seen a bunch of his matches. He does work in Impact, obviously, and, and, and a lot of the indies around um, the country. He's a really incredible story if you don't know him because he was one of this just like cutting edge indie guys <clears throat> a decade ago. Uh, but he's from Canada and got in trouble for working without a visa in the U.S. and got banned from coming to the United States for five years. So basically, as the indie world was hitting its apex, could not be a part of it. Wow. And and when he finally got back in, it was sort of like, oh, good, Speedball's back. But nobody knew if he was going to – I mean, well, I guess we did know because he, he was still wrestling in Canada. But, like, no one really knew what to expect to a large degree, and he's been incredible. And he's so much fun to watch. He's – the guy who's deserving of, you know, winning Bola in the sense that it is an award given, you know, a standout performer in in the in the shoot sense. And in in, you know, Kayfabe, he's earned it too. He's really, really he's a really incredible guy. And it would, you know, I, I'm he is if you don't if if you only watch WWE and AEW, just go on go on you go on the YouTubes, find you some speedball Mike Bailey stuff. Um I'm gonna be honest. You know, your first, your gut instinct, depending on what shape you watch, might be why is this little guy with the mullet and the sort of judo gimmick supposed to be somebody I care about? But that's not it. That's not him. It takes all it takes is like 15 seconds to really understand. He is definitionally a sort of like high flying indie wrestler type, but he is, he is, he is so filled out. Like it's just so, I don't know. He's such a good wrestler, mm. such a good wrestler. There's just it's like um who was I watching? Well, I, I was I was I gave, gave a lot of credit last week to Darby Allen on AEW um, because I I really enjoyed that match. There are a lot of guys of that, and part of it's that that you know I'm not I, I'm not like a old um, a Jim Cornette old head like you know all this indie wrestling is ruining the world sort of guy, but I am sort of steeped in the WWE style. I mean you yeah. know and and the, the sort of mainstream style too. I mean of of, of NWA and WCW that we've seen over the years. And 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 sometimes with people who are really flashy, it takes me a, a while to come around. Or, you know, if you want to give me the benefit of the doubt, it takes them a while to really sort of settle into who they are on the, you know, on, on the national stage. You know, it's like you can do all this stuff, but can you just like really be a week in, week out pro wrestler on TV? And um, but man, Speedball Mike Bailey is just good. 
He's just a good, good wrestler. He'll be. I feel like I feel the way you feel about Speedball Mike Bailey is probably how I felt about like Will Ospreay for a long time, right? Like, yes. Oh, I've, that's exactly was what that I was what just was? thinking of. <laughs> okay, there <laughs> but we here, go. But here's the thing. There we go. Yeah. Will Ospreay, yeah, Will Ospreay was not the wrestler he is now. No, you, he definitely if, wasn't. He was it, a cool when, spots guy for a long time. When I, when I, his, his match that he just had with, with Kenny Omega was like, it made me feel a little bit queasy to say this could be the match of the year and it's the first week of the year, right? Yeah. Because yeah. for so many years, people would say that about an Osprey match and I would just be like, no, I'm not there on it. I'm just not there on it. And I don't even want to talk about it because I'm not there. You know, it's just like, I don't want to get in this fight. Will Osprey has, in the same way that he has like filled out his body, <laughs> his like his like in-ring storytelling style has just sort of like, like, built up and solidified to the point where like, I, like he can have a match that's just like he can just have the best match of the year it's not a question it's not a yeah. question at all uh, you know what it is and, and, I, and i've noticed this with osprey for a while like when you for a lot of us the first time we got into osprey was through gifts right like him and ricochet were the wrestlers that gifts were made for mm-hmm. and if you see them in six second intervals you think oh my god these people are amazing when you watch them for 20, 30 minutes for the first time, you can still think they're amazing, but there's some people that are like, eh, 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 that's it. You know what I mean? Like, all right, that was cool, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, now you're they're rounding into much more fully developed all-around uh, professional wrestlers. I, and uh, I, I, think, I think it's just, I guess the way he physically tells a story is a lot more impactful than just like, look at all this cool shit I can do. You know what I mean? And I think with the Kenny Omega match, and even I think before that, my favorite Osprey match that really brought me around to him, I think was, uh, I guess, Orange Cassidy, I want to say, oh, yeah. uh, on AEW. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy, he's 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 fucking incredible. And um, yeah, man, it takes time for, I don't think it's just the indie guys. I think it's people who have a reputation for high flying because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's perfect and other times when it's not perfect, you kind of feel like you're a bit let down. And I don't know if it's you're just, you're let down. It's just that it's different, you know? So um, I dig it, man. Like I, I, the way you feel about Speedball is kind of the way I felt about uh, Osprey for a minute. I totally and agree. He's kind of, he's kind of, I've come around on him so much more than I was maybe like four or five years ago. Um, by the way, if you want to go back uh, and look at, uh, Brian just sent me this uh, the, the PWG Bola winners over the years. It's a pretty it's a pretty wild list. Um, yeah, you, I mean, if Toronto you go, Raptors forward Chris Bosh <laughs> being the first. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, uh, shocking, shocking. Chris Bosh was a really good wrestler. Chris Bosh, this is 05. Davey Richards, former Ring of Honor champion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Seema, Loki. 09 was Kenny Omega and Joey Ryan. Uh, we can. Un- rewrite that from or delete that from history <laughs> 11 El Generico Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly Ricochet Zack Sabre Jr. Marty Skrull uh, Ricochet again Jeff Cobb Bandito Daniel Garcia and Speedball Mike Speedball Mike Bailey I mean that is that's a list man that's a list um, yeah I'll be interested to say I mean Speedball Mike Bailey is an incredible story and and he's an, also an incredible wrestler. I can't wait to see what happens with that. So he's at Impact uh, right now, correct? Yeah, I I don't you know I'm not watching week in and week out. So uh, mm. yeah, but yes, that he is. He's um, 
he, but he could, you know, he'll, he'll be somewhere else. I don't know. I thought that he was going to be an easy, like a sure bet for AEW. Me too. Um, maybe he still will. Maybe he, maybe just he wants still to be, is. Maybe he just wants to be on the road a lot, but we'll see. I mean, he could be in WWE, man. I mean, we don't. They signed Dragon Lee, man. Who knows? Signed Dragon Lee. They're apparently very interested in Tama Tonga, who is an elite. That would you know, be but, interesting. He's a really good wrestler, but I. You know, I mean, the sizes mean so little in wrestling right now. So I'm probably just like aging my dating myself just by saying this sort of thing. But he seems like, you know, he, he's he's a little bit smaller than I think even the WWE standard. So you know, maybe you look at him in that same in that same boat too. Um, also, I mean, if you're hiring Tama Tonga, you're probably hiring him to do more than just be a wrestler. He can be a really top flight wrestler for you. But my guess is part of the which is a weird time with all the Vince McMahon stuff uh to be to be making a job offer but my guess part of the is that part of the 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 you know the the sale or the sales job is you can come wrestle and also but it's like this is a 20 year contract or something you know you'll be working with us backstage for as long as you want but we'll see huh? he's not like you know i don't that might not be necessary mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess we should talk about SmackDown because the Sami Zayn in game seems to have we seem to have taken a turn. I think we're getting there. I think I think we're Roman we're yells into the at Sammy. Stretch, home stretch. By the, the end, they're all King. eating popcorn together. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty impressive. We got we got Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns officially lined up for the Royal Rumble. Now, uh, I don't believe Kevin Owens is going to win. However, uh. I don't think that that's a death a death slot like some people are calling it. Traditionally, some of those rumble matches have been pretty, you know, no, they're not. It's it's a given who's going to win, blah blah blah. However, if it adds up to something, even if this is just another piece in the in the Sami Zayn storyline, it's a very meaningful opportunity for Kevin Owens, and uh, and I'm ex- incredibly excited about it. Me too. Me too. Uh... Is there any way Kevin Owens is going to win? No. <laughs> Before I get off of that, <laughs> no, Brian, uh, I, I do think there's a, a my fault, Brian. You go ahead. I was just saying, the only way he wins if there's like a real life injury, and you got to take the belt off. Of him. Wait, That's you the think the wins. only way he wins? Damn. The you money is think- the money's in the elimination chamber. Elimination chambers in Montreal. It's in it's in the home of oh, the Sammy money Zane. would be in him win if him or Sammy winning there. Because yes. it's in Montreal. Well, but right. people already bought the tickets. The money's already. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you yeah, the the money would be in Roman walking into Montreal as champion because it's hard to get this man. He's not getting booed anymore. 
You what do you mean? think? What do you? Th- oh, I was watching. Someone posted online today. I was watching him winning the rumble in. Um, uh, when did he? When did when did he win? The Rock came out. What year was that? Gosh, I want to say twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago. It's crazy to think about. The crowd wasn't as down on him as I thought, and watching they it were now, just there was more. They were they were they wish Daniel Bryan would have won. Yes, they just want. It's not that they hated Roman. They just wanted. But Danielson. even when The Rock was raising his hands and raising his eyebrow in confusion, I'm sure there was the booze were a lot more felt a lot different down there in the ring. But it sort of felt like a Roman Reigns reaction. I mean, in, at the time, it was a catastrophe. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. But do but it's sort of what you what he's learned how to harness it in a really profound way that that that's what feels normal now, which mm-hmm. is I think really cool. But wait, so Kaz. You've been you worked you worked in the writers' room at WWE. If somebody walked in there on Monday and they were just like, they're like, the guys, the guys got any pitches, any ideas, whatever, and you're just like, hear me out. <laughs> I think we should put the belt on KO. Would that person just get drummed out? Would, he, would they just get tossed out the window? Or would it or would or would you think that people would be willing to hear them out? I think uh a, a, a trap door would open and that you'd either fall into like the piranha pit in Stanford. Or you'd get like a tranquilizer dart like into your neck and just get dragged out the room. Yeah, no, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to take the title off of Roman right now. Um, when Vince walks in, he's just like, this is why I came back. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is the bullshit you guys are doing. Um, nah, I just don't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to do right. it. Um, just making sure. Ben, you can answer in the comments. You want to make a case for KO winning? Because we can just, we're going to put this conversation to bed after this. It's done. It's about Sammy. It's about Sammy. If Kevin, the story between Kevin and Roman for the undisputed title is not about Kevin and Roman, it's about winning Sammy over. And I think Sammy's been on the fence. He's a little, the first thing that Kevin Owens said when he came back to Sammy was, do it to them before they do it to you. Mm-hmm. And I think any day now, Sammy is going to halluva kick the shit out of somebody and it's going to be the a top five pop. And why, where else would you want to do that than either in Montreal, Canada, or on the way is it Will the halluva kick get a bigger pop than him doing the Superman punch like he does on the house shows? <laughs> I think it would. If he did a Superman punch and Roman sold it to the, to the, to the heavens, that would be fucking hilarious. Uh, but it's Ben, just, what do you got? I've got... This is the ultimate swerve. They've been building us up for for Roman Rock at Mania 39 in LA. It's actually going to be KO Sammy in the main event. That's what I got. Mic drop. They're destined to do this forever, man. They're destined to do this forever. I would not hate that. I would hate it a little bit, but I wouldn't hate it that much. (laughs) Ben already said if he don't get Roman Rock, he's standing outside. Oh, I, I am on record with that. I will protest if, uh, if Roman Rock is not happening outside of SoFi. You'll catch me with the Golly. sign. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it um, goes. I'm going to run through SmackDown real quick because I have takes. Uh, you interrupt, Kaz, if you want, but we got to get out of here soon. Um, so, uh, I, I I don't think I like Karrion Cross, uh, and, and I don't know what you're supposed to be doing with Karrion Cross and Scarlett right now. I don't think an inter, intergender tag team is the look. I think it just takes some of the the, the mystique off. Um, but you know, maybe that's just me. Sony Deville getting some of her old prize fighter gimmick back is fine. I I, I, I they she's gonna be, they got to figure they got to figure her out because she's got so much talent I and mean, she's one of those people that people backstage other wrestlers constantly talk up and and that you can see it on the screen. 
Um, did I say Stony Deville or was I just still saying Scarlet? You, said, you said Sonia Deville. All right, cool. I'm just staring at this thing. Um, I can't believe they put Ricochet over Top Dollar. I think that was a terrible. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> hit, hit Row as heels. Hit Row as heels is the, this is very this is very elementary. You know the the react the reaction they weren't getting the reaction they wanted. Let's just let them beat up a baby face. I think it's yep. really smart. Yep. And um, the. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say the unofficial name of this tag team on a Spotify podcast, but the Banger Bros are. Hey, uh, yo! <laughs> this I do want to say something though, hey, because this I think, as we weigh the current WWE against the previous regime, this I think is probably a bigger uh, is low key one of the biggest advancements, which is you can give your team a name like the Banger Bros. And be and 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 have the default perception be this is a good joke that they're making that they're in <laughs> on the joke, rather than look at these idiots that don't know how to use Google. Right. right? <laughs> you got Drew out here making quips on Twitter about getting on the bus and like wait yeah it's like, we understand. <laughs> I think it's a huge deal because with re- wrestling in the modern era, everybody knows is one of my things. Is like you have to everybody is in it together. You gotta right? be self aware. And yeah. the biggest problem with some a lot of modern wrestling, as opposed to the Attitude Era, is they stopped. Uh, what made the Attitude Era click is that they started allowing the fans to acknowledge they were in on the joke. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And in the modern era, it really, you really, it really suffers when they forget that. Right. And so, but but it's even bigger for the wrestling companies to seem like they're not self aware. Right. We all know that wrestling is staged now, but when 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 the and. and if when the wrestling company starts to feel like one of these old timey wrestlers who pretends it's real, then that <laughs> becomes a problem, right? You do have to put it over as real. That's Kate. The secret agree. I mean, the agreement is that we're all acting like it's real, right? As, as long as it's on TV, but in the off hours and in the promo packages and in the, you know, corporate machinations, you don't want to have the feeling that like the wrestling company is taking itself too seriously. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> Banger Bros is a hilarious team name. Uh but yeah, like I, you know, it's something it's something for those guys to do. You know what I mean? And I, I love the It's a great something for them to do, yeah. That's a great something for them to do. I feel like it should have been done a minute ago, you know what I mean? Um I I, I bangs with the Banger Bros, bro. Uh, I'm on the bus. Let's get on the bus, guys. I'm on the bus. For um, Drew and Seamus. Yeah, it, it's cool. I, I've always wanted a, you know, United Kingdom faction. When they did the, um, what, were, what were all the heels called when Del Rio and The United Nero, uh, Empire or something like that? League, of, League Nations. of Nations. League of Nations. League of Nations. That was 2K. I thought that, that was a real missed opportunity. That was one of the many, the many factions that, that became, that went from dominant to nothing in about 15 seconds. But I've always wanted a UK thing. Wade Barrett was always part of my fantasy booking and I don't think he's getting out from behind the desk. But he's there, you know, they did something like that on WWE 12, the video game. Yes, they, they were called they like, were called the United Empire. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and they, they did the uh, whole really? WCW. Yeah, um, they had like a whole. Uh, uh, you mean whole, all of my ideas Brian. were already done in a video game? In a, a long video time game. <laughs> um, Nick Aldis, by the way, is a free agent too. If you want to really build this thing out. Hey. hey. Speaking of free agents, and we're going to get out of here. But speaking of free agents, in. Two short days. Um, there's a mystery. Uh, Soraya is, is going to reveal her mystery partner for a match on AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. 
My co-host has been the source of a lot of misinformation over the past several months about this. I'm just kidding, but uh, hey. there have been a lot of lot of a lot of confusing signals uh, up and to and including the last time we spoke, where uh, Dave Meltzer was saying one thing and the rest of the wrestling journalistic establishment seemed to be saying another thing. Um, I have heard that uh, that um, people very. Uh, People who know things in AEW are giving conflicting messages to deliberately conflicting messages, I believe, at times. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. (laughs) There does seem to be a lot of like, hey, make sure you're watching on Wednesday. It's going to be a big deal, but uh, no, uh, probably not the big deal you're thinking of. I don't want to get your hopes up. You're like, whatever, uh, just to kind of cover the butts. I don't know. I think it's, I think all signs are pointing to Mercedes Monet, AKA Sasha Banks being, or FKA Sasha Banks, I should say, being the surprise partner. Um, a lot of people online right now, or as I was trying to see if there's any new information here, are fantasy booking a, an AEW originals versus interlopers thing, which would require an enormous double turn that I would love to see. But the idea is basically it'd be, um, it would be Sheeta, and Hater and Britt Baker against Soraya, Mercedes, Tony and Mercedes, and Tony. Um, I can see that with, with the with the originals as the baby faces is where a lot of people are pointing. I think that you can definitely see in that backstage segment where where uh, Paige where Soraya chose Tony Storm as her tag team partner, much to uh, Sheeta's chagrin, as a sort of hint that they might be taking that act heel. I do think that we we can all say with. I think we'd probably all agree that Mercedes Monet is uh, works much better as a heel than as a babyface. That's where the uh, excuse me Monet uh, in this storyline would be. <laughs> However, I think it's just hard to imagine someone of her celebrity, her stardom, coming in and and no pun intended, and, and coming in and, and not being a babyface right from the start. I, I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to book. But what do you think? Do you think she's going to be there? And also, do you uh, think she's going to be a babyface by the end of the night? I think she'll be there. Uh, I also think that um, uh, I think she'll be babyface for a little while, but I agree with you. I think Mercedes slash Sasha, that character has always worked best as a heel. Um, it's going to be difficult getting that crowd to boo her, but I don't think it's that difficult. They just got to beat up Britt Baker, beat up some people that they don't like for a little while, and then I think they'll turn pretty quickly. Um, Mercedes is rich. And she lets people know it, you know what I mean? And that's an easy way to get people to turn. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be her. It just doesn't make sense. It seems like a lot of red herrings, a lot of false flags of, you know, who's going to be what, who's coming in. And um, I'd like to see her as a heel, to be honest. And I'd like to see Britt Baker as a baby face. Like she is a baby face, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as far as the AEW is concerned, she's a baby face, especially to people coming into the company, you know, like if people are AW originals and AW fans, the biggest way to prove that Burt Baker is on the level of the other female stars of the wrestling industry is to, is to project her or to elevate her to that status of a baby face that the company gets behind as the face of women's wrestling. If women's wrestling is going to be important to you, you're going to need a great foil. And I think Sasha coming in as a babyface would only sort of 
it would only bring down the mystique of what Brit has built for the past four years of that women's division. You know what I mean? So uh, I, 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 I didn't think about it before you brought it up, but now I'm all on board with it. Like, I think it's going to be a, a heel turning Soraya, Mercedes, and Tony going after the AEW originals. I agree with everything you said. I, I think I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around who who Mercedes is going to have to beat up to get the crowd booing her. Mm. You know, probably like Jamie. Just, probably Jamie Hader, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jamie. Jamie's probably it. But still, she's going to walk in the match of heel. So it's a little bit. I mean, I know what a double turn is. It's still. I, it's a little bit hard to project. Anyway, I, I, but I hope. I think that's where the money. I think that that's an incredible sto- idea for a storyline. I hope they do it. I really, really do. Word, me um, too. Really looking forward to it. And we also got match seven coming up uh, on Wednesday, which will be absolutely epic. Um, Raw is tonight. The, pro- the the preview is very light. Very light. So far, we have Alexa, Bl- Alexa Bliss explains her actions and find out what's next for Austin Theory. So maybe something big is next for Austin Theory. Uh, it'll be fun to see what Alexa has to say. We've been toying with the idea of a fantasy booking, schedule, a f- a fantasy booking segment. So maybe the, what happens with Austin Theory and Alexa Bliss will factor into that on Thursday. I know Kerm's we'll got some big ideas for us. We'll um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Kaz, you want to get your plugs in? You know what it is. Catch me on Say Less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie every Monday on YouTube.com slash Kazima, wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch me on Count It with Points Bet USA on YouTube uh, as well, uh, everywhere you stream podcasts and Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good stuff. And um, man, I'm going to be in Stanford tomorrow recording some WWE stuff, which is going to be really fun. Can't wait for you guys to check that out. And uh, I'll be on the MSG Betcast this tonight as the Knicks take on the Milwaukee Bucks on MSG Network. So come on, check it out, play some basketball, watch some wrestling with me. I'm your guy. And right here on the Mass Man Show, I'll be here Thursday as well. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Brian, our incredible producer, and Ben that guy hanging out in the back doing research for us who's also kind of the boss. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening as always. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Of course, listen to the uh, Ringer Wrestling Show. It's on every day, almost. Big announcement forthcoming. Um, uh, for all of our top quality product. Apologies as always to John Moxley. Um, I love you, Nanny. We'll see you back here next week, q Love you, Nanny.